everyone, and welcome to episode 8 of Open Discourse. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the education system in America today, and we've got a guest host on, as always, and we'll have her introduce herself here in a little bit. Dylan, is there anything you want to say before um, you getting into it? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. I'm going to shout it out one more time. Cody, you're the best. Yes. We're doing our first recorded episode now yep. that's not live with, with the new equipment you hooked us up with, so thanks for that and being supportive. So we've got a couple of things, Jill, um, for our guests to introduce about themselves, and we would like your political background, your religious background, and your education educational background. background, and then your name and age. Okay. Um, my name is Jillian Johnston. Um, I consider myself pretty liberal, as you guys both know. Um, religious, I don't really believe in any particular religion. However, I do believe there is a higher power of some sort. In education, I graduated valedictorian from Union High School. I have my bachelor's in health science from Maryville University, and in about a year, I'll graduate with my doctor of physical therapy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Do, do, did you say politics, or did I miss it? Yeah. You yeah, said liberal. liberal. Okay, okay. So would you consider yourself a Democrat, or would you just say you're more liberal? I usually just say liberal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And would you say, like, hardcore, like, you wouldn't call yourself a blend? Like, you're, like, no, hard... No, there's still some Still things, blended? Yeah. But, but majorly, or mostly, no, mostly yeah. liberal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first anomaly yeah. there. Political, probably the strongest towards one direction or the other. Most people come on here; they don't even want to say the word like "I'm yeah, liberal" right. or "I'm conservative." Yeah. They usually are like split. So yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Do we want to talk about the poll first? Do you have the final poll results uh, by any chance? I'll pull it up. The last time I looked, I know what it was. Okay, well then I think it's the, I think it's the same. I don't Is think it the changed. same? Yeah. Okay, so what, how was the poll worded? Or do you remember the exact way let me, let me pull we worded that question? I think it was, do you think the public school system prepares... For college. Students for college. And what, out of everyone who voted, I don't know how many votes there were at closing, but whenever I voted, it was 100% no. So There's I think like it 12 ha- people, I, I think. I think it has changed. No. I think I remember seeing one yes. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, here we go. Um... This week's poll question, do you think that the modern education system prepares students for college? Um, we had 23 respondents as of now. 96% said no, 4% said yes. So I think that's one respondent then that said yes. Wow. It's pretty. Uh, that's a staggering result, I think. And I was. it shows you know how people vote and like who they are. And I noticed that there's teachers who have voted no, parents who have voted no, and then current students who have voted no. So it's kind of interesting to me that everyone seems to be aware that there's an issue. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're going to dive into it. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is that our public school system, like the basic outline for it was established a long time ago. I, I believe it was like, I don't know if it was pre-World War Two or just after. They were basically, they structured the whole system, like the amount of sciences we learn and math and stuff like that. Um, they modeled it off of that and it's like, we still have it today. It's exactly the same. It hasn't changed a whole lot. And it's like, everything's changing now. Mm-hmm. Is it time that we change our public school system? Yeah, I believe the the beginning of the modern education system was, like you said, the World War II-ish era. And that's when we were, like, the Industrial Revolution was happening. And it was meant to prepare kids to go into the factory, like, labor force. That's why kids, like, sit in rows yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you would in a factory. Right. Yeah, it's so uniform. It's like, mm-hmm. if you if you're outside the box at all or with your learning style it's like you're cast aside or you know you're not you're not doing what everybody else is doing and it's looked down upon 
one thing that I find interesting, so my, my niece and nephew are both in elementary school. And the current system, this isn't what it was whenever I was uh, – the public system at Union. This isn't what it was when I was in it. But um, they get, like, colors, at least uh, the ones in kindergarten and the other ones in second or third grade, I think, and they're still getting colors, like, for, to, to rate them on their behavior and performance for the day. And my nephew, the, the boy, um, really has always struggled with bringing home good colors. And, and my niece, like, she's a great kid, but I know she's got, you know, her dark sides too. Always has, like, the, like the highest is, like, purple or green. Never comes home with, like, even a yellow. Are you saying they're biased because he's a boy? I think that maybe not the the teachers are biased, but I think the school system is biased for for boys. I would 100% agree. In early education because, like, William, he's not the kind of learner who sits and quietly listens to someone else talk. He's the one who gets in and does. Uh And and he's very smart. He he has, like, uh, adult tools and he does, like, Mm -hmm. construction with the kids in second grade. Yeah. I feel like the current system isn't, uh, at least in elementary school, um, it gets a little better as you get older, but not designed for yeah. for boys at all, really. Well, it doesn't necessarily gauge anything on your actual intelligence. It's more about how you behave. Mm-hmm. Can you sit still? Can you be quiet? Can True. you stand in line? Yeah, they're not getting colors. And that has nothing on, to do with intelligence. Based on their academic performance mm-hmm. at all, it's behavioral performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at a young age, I think it's mainly about standardized testing for a lot of kids. You know, the map test. I mean, they basically want every kid to do yeah. well on one type of test. And it's like, well, some kids aren't good test takers, you know. Yeah. So. That's not necessarily the school's fault, though. That's a right. federal thing. Yeah. That's just kind of the whole structure yeah. of our public school system. Did yeah. you go to public? Like, you yeah. went to public school. The you whole never, time. Yeah. yeah you and went- both my parents are public school teachers. So. Okay. Very interesting. So you had a different education yeah. background. I had, I don't, I probably had the most unique education experience, I would think. Uh, started off in public school systems and then... Around middle school, I went to a, a Christian private school, and then I was homeschooled for one semester, and then I went back to that public school system the last two years of high school. So I kind of got to see from all perspectives of the possible ways to, to, to be schooled nowadays. So what do you think was the most effective way of schooling mm-hmm. for you, personally? Man, I think academically, private school is uh, where I, I got the most out of uh Socially and kind of becoming my own person, it would have been um, public school. And then for my own personal enjoyment and satisfaction with life and not hating everyone, it was definitely homeschool. <laughs> so was that just because of like how quickly you could finish all your classes or your schoolwork in a day? or? Yeah, I wasn't matching anyone else's pace. It was all set to me. And I mean, you can wake up and eat and like, like do all kinds of things that you can't do in public or private school. Eat while you're yeah. in class and wear whatever you want. The thing you have to remember about private school is that they don't have to accept every student who wants to go there. Public school, you have to take everyone. doesn't matter the behavior issues, anything like that. Mm. You have to take all of them, and that can't interfere in a classroom setting. Yeah, I think it was a good experience um, for, for me. I, I would say that it's possible to get just as good of an education in public school you just have to, the you student to and the it. parent has to fight a little harder. I would agree with that. Because I of, had a great public school yeah. education, but both my parents are educators. Right. See, it's, for me, public school is a breeze. I mean, like, I just, I was always excelled at test taking. Like, I never had a problem with it. I never felt like the anxiety of taking a test. I was like, this is, this is easy. You know, I pretty much breeze through it. But there's a lot of kids that struggle with that just because they can't handle the pressure. Mm, you know? For sure. Yeah. I think that's one thing as far as like being prepared for college that I struggled with is I never had a study in high school and then I got to college and I, I'm, I'm about to graduate next semester. Maybe we'll see. Um, but 
I, I still I don't still study, study, and I haven't studied, and I can't study. I just can't. I no. don't know how. I don't know if it's me personally or if it was my experience, you know, early on in school, and I just never learned. I don't know if it's because I wasn't challenged enough or the, the methods weren't taught, but it's not there for me. I can't study. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I never I never studied I a whole lot. Studied. I mean, even, I well, at the college level, <laughs> I would study, but I mean, high school, like, never. You know, it just didn't really and you, happen. And you passed good grades. Yeah, pretty, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. but did you take the highest level class you could? Mm, I took like some advanced maths. I didn't yeah. get crazy with like AP classes or yeah. anything like that. But I mean, I graduated with honors. I wasn't yeah. like you know on the lower end of mm-hmm. the class, but it wasn't like the yeah. top at the same time. So <laughs> kind of in the middle. Right in the middle there. So let's talk about economically. I've got some statistics here. Um, college specifically and like student loan debt and stuff like that um so pulled up some stats and it's they're from the student loan report at studentloans.net um so not quite sure how accurate but it seemed pretty legit um the national student loan debt is 1.52 trillion which is just insane to me um the number of loan borrowers is 45 million which is 70 percent of all college students so more than half have to have to borrow loans for to go to school uh the default rate on loans is 11.5 delinquency rate is 5.41 and then the average debt per student borrower is 27,975 that's all crazy but it doesn't shock me no. at the same time i thought more would have taken out loans more, more than 70 even more yeah. than 70 mm-hmm. like there's 30 percent of people out there who can very few people pump. but we go to maryville which is an mm-hmm. expensive school who don't have some kind of student loan debt right and i put on here too just kind of compare my so i'm i'm gonna i'm a super senior this is my fifth year and i'll be finishing with two bachelor degrees but my cost of tuition like and this is just like the flat out cost not including like what i've actually paid out of pocket with scholarships and stuff like that but the flat rate for my uh tuition is 24,500 a year i think and i've gone for five so that's like $125,000 of caught the cost of tuition right that which is more than my house your one fee right and it does include the one fee mm-hmm. and that that fee of $125,000 in my education is more than the house that I'm living in like what it's worth so how much of that do you have $125,000 in debt or like was a percentage of that paid or uh, so like, do you half, know what you have left yeah about half was in flat out gone in a scholarship that I got mm-hmm. from the school with GPA and ACT um, and then uh, the great FAFSA um, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to actually receive a little bit of help from that and then I took out student loans. So I would say maybe like a quarter of that amount is what I actually owe, which I guess that's about that average of 27975 Jill, what about you? Because I know you've been going to school for a while um, now. Add another year on that and then probably another 15000 for <sighs> clinicals just to go work. That's Jeez. not even class. That's for me to go work full time for someone. So your clinicals are like a different fee? Uh-huh, because we the- do them over the summer and then next fall. That's wow. insane. Yeah. So do you feel like, do you feel the, like, do you, are you paying them back now? No. No. So you're no. like, I don't have a whole lot of student loan right now, oh, okay. considering how long I've been in school. Cause my parents have paid for a lot of it, but okay. I've, I have some student loans that I'm currently paying on. So it's kind of crazy stuff. Mine's very minimal mm-hmm. compared to the average. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot, but I'd yeah. say I'm right there at average. I'm, I'm right on the average. Already. Yeah. So the FAFSA. Yeah. Have you... Have you received FAFSA? Um, no. Okay. 
I've, the only grant I've ever gotten was for academic performance. Other than that, both my parents work and they make okay money, but not money to pay for college. So, right. Nick, about you? I have, and it's it's a minuscule amount in comparison to the cost. I'd say yeah. about four grand total yeah. for my whole experience in, in which college. is a lot actually. I, most people don't get any. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, one one thing we were talking about before the podcast started was um, whenever I was in college, I was going to community college. I had my own apartment and my own job. And the amount of FAFSA I received was based off the amount of money my mm-hmm. parents made, which is just yeah. absolute bullshit. I think, you <laughs> yeah, know? you can't mm-hmm. file as an independent even right. if they don't help you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, my parents mm-hmm. were helping me, yeah. but like there are some people out there oh. who their parents aren't helping them. So it's like, how is that fair? Right. Why isn't it based it's on not- the amount of money you make? <laughs> yeah. and, I was I the exact know. same way. 18, I went out of the house in an apartment, and ever since then I've been working and um, you know paying for my own place to live. And I've I've always have been angered by that that there's the classmates around me who aren't working at all and they're receiving fafsa and like other stuff and it's like i don't know it's like it's be better to not which is sad it's better to not live on your own and not not work that's how you get the most from FAFSA. right yeah which is crazy i don't know that just seems nuts to me takes on affirmative action ethical unethical do we need to define it first or what do you think yeah let's define it first so do you want to do you want to explain it um so basically it's money that you receive from the government based on your ethnicity or based on i don't know a number of other factors you were saying before like you could be left-handed and get a grant from the government I don't know that it's from the government, but there's scholarships. There's scholarships, are. okay. I think affirmative action is a legal thing. I think it started with Kennedy, maybe kind of back then, mm-hmm. and um, it the goal was to diverse, diversify student campuses, so they would they would pay for minority um, groups, you know, their pay their way in. Yeah, which includes women, by the way. I'd like to throw that in there. Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, do you think they? St- do they still give certain scholarships or to to like certain in like a certain field? I would assume like maybe if you're a woman who was going into like an engineering field or something where Those there aren't are, very many. Yeah, you see women. more like private scholarships for that though. Okay. I know Maryville offers it's the multicultural scholarship, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to be another ethnicity to receive them. I previously had a classmate who was a white girl from middle of nowhere illinois who received a multicultural scholarship so is it is it also a thing where there might be two candidates um that are applying for a school and one is let's say white and one is black and maybe the white person has more credentials but the black person would you know get a spot in the school because they needed to like fill up a certain amount of spots yeah that's exactly what it is and it could even go the other way that they have the exact same credentials the exact same extracurricular activities the exact same high school gpa act score it's it's almost like they're filling a quota like if they have they have i don't know if it's like a tax write-off or like what but or if they're required to do it to diversify the campuses but they will give it to the the ethnic minority over the ethnic majority simply because of the minority right nothing nothing looking at credentials so yeah. in my opinion, that's unethical <laughs> Yeah, and unconstitutional. I don't really agree with that. I don't know. What do you think? It's a hard one. There's been a lot of argument 
I do agree maybe that it's not right to just because someone is a different ethnicity. However, we do need to take into account like socioeconomic status and how that can affect someone's ability to have upward mobility. So well. couldn't you just base it on the amount of money they make or their family makes? I will say Maryville of, does do that. Yeah. There have been people who have received scholarships from Maryville because they showed financial need over others. Right. And yeah. I, I'm all for that. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure in the writing of the affirmative action that's currently today, that's not what it's based on. It's based on um, ethnicities. And I went ahead and just Googled the, the definition of discrimination, which is the unjust treatment of different categories of people, especially on the grounds of their race, age, or sex. Have you heard about the thing with Harvard and how they have stricter entry uh, policy for Asians? So that's actually – I was actually just going to say that. Yeah. Um, I was discussing with one of my colleagues and – if they based it just on credentials, like seventy percent of their student body would be, be Asian. Asian. Yeah. So I think that's fine. But if, they're the, the most here's, qualified. Here's the thing. For them. Yeah, if you're the smartest person, or you, you have better ACT scores or SAT scores, you should be let in. It shouldn't matter that you're Asian. Like I don't know. And I you just shouldn't let people in because their daddy knows someone also. Well, that's true too. But you're getting, yeah, that's yeah that that does happen, but. I feel like it should just be based off of either how much money you make. I feel like race shouldn't really play a factor. It should be based on how much money you make or how well you did in school. Yeah, I think there's this mindset that if minorities are being treated, um, I don't don't want to say that necessarily, but if if minorities aren't uh, represented percentage-wise the same as majorities, then there's racial discrimination happening there. But I feel like you're never going to have, statistically, if you have more ethnic majorities mm-hmm. than in every field for the most part unless there's some kind of third reason why you're going to have you're going to see that same representation of the population in schools or in the workforce right. unless it, there's a kind of a cultural thing where like Asians are um, culturally pushed to excel in academics and the ethnic whites are kind of pushed more to excel in um, sports can you imagine being that Asian student though that applied and then you find out that someone who was white Got in because they were white. Because they were white, <laughs> right? And because they, they didn't want too many Asians on the right. Grounds. They had lower test scores than you, and they're not as smart as you. But yet they got to go to a school that you wanted to go to, mm-hmm. and you couldn't go. That just that's Bullshit. it's it's unfair both ways. Like <laughs> yeah, I, you know I don't <laughs> I don't know. I think the problem is that it's being administered in the wrong way. The whole idea of affirmative action was that it was to take away barriers for certain groups of people who had them. Like for example, I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I believe it might have been Mercy, but there was a nurse who was doing some hiring, and she emailed an applicant back and said that they don't hire people with ghetto names. That is the whole point of affirmative action. Yeah. You can't discriminate against someone because of their name. Right. Yeah, I don't... I mean, that's that's absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know. And that it, happened in St. Louis. And see, and that's... I understand that that's the reason why they... That's the reason why affirmative action is a thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. To make sure that somebody who's racist, who's on a board that yeah. decides who to let which into happens. the school, which happens all the time. like. But it's racist to ad- admit an ethnic minority simply because they're an ethnic minority. I agree with that, too. <laughs> so it's like, what's what's the answer? Like, I don't I know. I think it just needs to be a simple, like, the... I don't know. The applicant people only need to be seen scores and extracurriculums. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. And not even know names no or names, race no or picture. age or gender. Nope. Yep. You just look at them based mm-hmm. on their stats. 
So that's kind of why Maryville, our PT program, took out the interview process to get in because they found that people who looked a certain way and acted a certain way were getting in over those who didn't. For sure. So they changed it. And I will also say, um, this is just a rumor, but I'm pretty sure it's true. The former director of PT openly admitted that she wanted only white girls in the PT program. Did she get fired for that? I don't know. This like was she, a while ago, though. I feel like she should have. Like, yeah. You're just admitting to racism. Like, yeah. I'm racist. Like, I yeah. want only a certain gender and yeah. ethnicity to be yeah. in this program. Racist and sexist. Yeah. yeah. I know, both. That's, yeah, that's crazy. But she was the director of a pretty good academic program. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a shame that that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you just wish that, like, everybody would just look at things on, like, a, uh, you know, with a level playing field and not have bias one way or the other. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but I would love to destroy the social construct of race anyways. Yeah. As, you mean just as a future topic? Yeah. Or, not yeah. in this episode. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. um, let, let's go back to elementary school. Um, one thing I was appalled at whenever um, we took my nephew to kindergarten for the first time, whenever I was a kid, you'd get that like school shopping list and there was like... You know, everything you needed, paper, pens, pencils, whatever, and you would go buy it, and then that would be yours, and you'd, there'd probably be, like, a day the week before where you'd go and, like, set up your desk, put it all on your desk, and you might have bought, like, a, a box of tissues and, like, a roll of toilet papers, and that was, like, the classroom stuff, right. but whenever we took my nephew to uh, kindergarten for the first time, his box of crayons that he bought, like, all went into a community pile, and the paper all went into a community pile, and, like, none of the kids had their own stuff. They all shared it, and this is at Union... Union Elementary. What do you think about that? Right, wrong, no big deal? I think it minimizes, like, can you imagine being that kindergartner who comes in and their parents didn't buy them the crayons and the folders and whatnot? It kind of minimizes that whole issue because they're kids. I mean, they shouldn't be underprepared just because their parents suck. Right, or, I mean, a way they could get around that altogether would be, so you pay a certain amount of taxes in your... In the, in the area, and then, like, uh, that kind of pays for your kid to go to school in a way. So then the kids aren't even, like, bringing in their stuff. Well, I'm saying, why not just up the tax a little bit and, and just no one not... wants to pay more taxes. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, yeah, <laughs> as long as it was like, well, we're upping it a little bit, but you don't have to buy any supplies. We're going to provide them for the whole entire class. That way, no kid is disadvantaged in a certain way. I right. mean, that's one way you could go about it. But then someone else is going to say, why should I have to pay more for other kids? True. That's really true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, the way I looked at it, and when you look at it from a kid perspective, I guess it is a little different, you know, because they haven't had their chance to, to screw it up or make it in the mm-hmm. world. But I feel like if some, like if you're if you're a well-off to, to do person and you worked hard to get there, and I don't know, you want to buy your kid the 64 box of crayons and not the 24, like you should. I feel like you should have the right to do that as well. Yeah. I don't know. That made me think of something a little bit different, and it was uh, school lunches uh-huh. and how like. If parents don't pay past a certain point, like if they are negative the balance to a certain amount, they don't let the kids have a lunch like the other kids. They give them like a cheese sandwich mm-hmm. or like a peanut butter sandwich. I don't really know what it is, but it's like it's not what the other kids are getting. And it's like, can you imagine being that kid? Because your parent doesn't pay. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you just got a shitty parent who's not keeping up with what's going on. Like. Whether they're not keeping up with it or they can't pay it, I mean, I know those are two different things, but... Either way, it's not the kid's fault. Right. You're just sitting there and you're kind of discriminated against in a way because your parents didn't pay for that. I don't think that's right. 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I understand that you have to pay for the lunches somehow, but there's got to be another alternative. So would your alternative be tax money just be allocated to that to make sure every kid's provided the same standard of lunch? Because, I mean, I saw that firsthand at Union, all the way from elementary to high school. Yeah. Of kids not... It's like a peanut butter sandwich, I think, and like mm-hmm. a bag of chips, and then the other kids are getting like hot lunches. It's just kind of weird to me that your education's paid for, but then there's like certain aspects of school that it's, you know, on Not, your parents, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, why isn't it like one way or the other? You know what I mean? I don't know. See, one thing I think that we should start implementing, and I don't, I feel like there hasn't been a major change in education in a long time, kind of like what we talked about, but I think it'd be so cool. I don't know what that is, but I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Union High School owns, like, land. They do. Just, like, land that nothing is on right now. I don't even think it's the necessarily... The school district does, yeah. yeah a lot of it. And nothing's, like, there right now. It's not even necessarily, like, on the school campuses. It's, like, other land elsewhere in town. And I think it'd be so cool if, like, the ag kids got to go farm it, and then they brought the food back, and then you had, like, your home ed kids, like, cook the freaking lunches for people. I think that would so much better prepare students and make them more involved in just the whole... Do you know about the expansion they're doing for the elementary schools? I do not. Because there's a big, like a big chunk of land out by like the ECC area and they're building a new elementary. Hmm. So they're using a big chunk of their land. So, but I don't think that's a bad idea yeah. either. No, I'm glad they're finally using it. Because I remember hearing about that as a high school student. Yeah. Like, Why is there this stuff we're just not doing? Yeah. Anymore? No, they're shutting down Clarkvit and they're going to have three K through six and then middle school i think having the kids help out with lunch or clean up or something like that would be awesome teach them some responsibility and i think they'd have more respect for the people that do that job every day mm-hmm. because i think there's a lot of kids out there that disrespect custodians or the people who make their the lunches lunch lady, yeah, yeah. I agree. and it's like maybe if you had to do it or you mm-hmm. had to do a little bit of work you would have more respect for that so and i think one thing that always comes up is like healthy food for children and mm-hmm. farm-raised food and yeah and locally grown and then mm-hmm. brought into cafeterias that's prepared by you know someone leading mm-hmm. the kids and in, into that I don't know. that seems like a very easy thing to implement that mm-hmm. would change a lot of lives so what do you think about the overall structure of the public school system like based on the classes or the amount of time we split up certain things do you think that it should be set to where it's like okay you got 55 minutes or an hour or whatever in a certain subject or do you think it should kind of be like well this kid's struggling in math so maybe we should spend more time a day teaching them math or this kid's struggling with language and reading so we mm-hmm. should spend more time doing this do you think that could be an option or mm-hmm. um that's kind of a thing like whenever i was little i did have to take like a special reading class for like an hour a day or whatever and then, like, at the middle school, like, they'll do special, like, math breakouts during, like, their wildcat time for the kids who need extra help. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the overall structure just needs to change. I don't think we should be sitting in classrooms for eight hours a day anyways, like, mm-hmm. mundanely listening to getting lectured at. There's so many different learning styles that aren't being met from, from that way of doing it. I think classes just need to be more interactive not necessarily active because then you're if you switch to all active things then you're only appeasing mm-hmm. the hands-on learners and not the, the auditory mm-hmm. or the visual learners but this, we just need to incorporate so much more stuff i think it's horrible how there are kids who have all this energy and they want to do something positive with it but they can't because they're forced to sit down and not do anything For and it's like hours a day. Yeah. yeah and those are the kids that get in trouble all the time mm-hmm. you know it's like that energy isn't necessarily a bad thing. You just got to channel it somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? For sure. Yeah. 
I've always kind of thought that too, like at Union, there's a big VOTEC program. A lot of kids want to do things working with their hands that don't involve going to college. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's not enough emphasis on preparing them for that. Like they don't need to know physics and chemistry. Right. Let them learn what they want to learn. I always thought it'd be really cool if in high school you could do like, you could kind of like try out careers in a way. Like just, so you think you want to, you know, do metal work or whatever. Well, yeah. I, I know they have shop, but like maybe something more specific like the medical field Kind of like health doc. Yeah. yeah. But like for a bunch of different types yeah. of jobs and you could try different things out. And that way, whenever you're about ready to go off to college and you're about to make that really mm -hmm. hard decision... It'd be easier for you. Yeah. And I think you could tailor stuff to to what kids want to do because, like, I know the biggest, like, complaint in math class is, well, when are we ever going to use this? And then the teacher, like, <laughs> might pull up an example of, I don't know, maybe an architect, like, building yeah. a house. Like, okay, we see that, but I don't want to be an architect. So, like, when am I going to use it? And if you had those different channels, like, healthcare fields mm -hmm. and our uh, auto, auto repair fields yeah. and their math problems were auto related or healthcare related, I think you would see a significant increase in understanding and, and passion for, for learning in the first place. I definitely agree. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what that would be called, but so do you think like, I know one thing you were talking about is you turn 18 and graduate and then you kind of pick a major for the rest of your life. And if you go through with that, then that's your job for the rest of your life. So do you think like maybe a good trial run would be in high school where it's not as a big of a deal because you would still graduate with like a general high school diploma, but you could go through like different occupational tracks in high school? Would that be something? I think it would it would cut down on the amount of people who go to college and then change their majors for yeah. sure. Or who go to college, occur student debt, and then mm -hmm. don't do anything with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. They get a degree. They spend a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in mm -hmm. four years of their lives and then they graduate and, and they like, don't even want to do it yeah. <laughs> or they or they're like okay well now i'm about to go into this field and then they do it for a month and they're like i absolutely hate this mm -hmm. time to go back to school it's like well you just wasted all that money and all that time and i feel for like sure. it's such a shame you know yeah i'm at the end of my nursing uh education career and i and i like it but i i do kind of feel stuck in a way because like at this point mm -hmm. like i'm happy with my decision of what i did but Pretty much all other doors are closed unless I want to go back and pay four years of education and mm -hmm. spend four years of time. Right. It's just kind of crazy that you don't – because when I was 18, I didn't know why I was choosing the college that I did. I kind of, by grace, ended up where I am today. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of interesting that if you don't either have a strong understanding of who you are and what you want to be or um, get lucky, then you could be stuck in something that's not what you want to do and not you at all. Jill, did you ever at any point in your education, like, second-guess yourself? Or times where you were maybe struggling or something like that, you're like, maybe I don't want to do this? Um, I wouldn't say there's ever been a time that I didn't want to do what I'm going to do. But there have been times where I'm like, why didn't I go to med school? Because as a physical therapist, we really don't make that much money, and we have a doctorate. And I've just sometimes questioned if it's worth it. I've always liked it. But so not necessarily the field, but like the path yeah, in that yeah, field. Yeah. You kind of mm -hmm. like, maybe I should have done this. Because I definitely, yeah. by going to Maryville, kind of got myself stuck in a tract, mm -hmm. like, like how you were talking. Because yeah. it's a direct admit program, so you're there for six and a half years. And you can't do anything with your bachelor's degree. So one thing I wanted to talk about was dress code. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just kind of go over like some stuff I had written down for pros and cons. Um, some pros of having um, a dress code. And I guess um, let's talk like when I was at when I was at Crosspoint Christian School, our dress code consisted of khaki pants and 
uh, either a collared shirt or like they had school shirts. Mm-hmm. Like they had like the logo and they were t-shirts. And those are my favorite because, you know, you're wearing a t-shirt, you just have to tuck it in to your khaki pants. Yeah. But um, so that's what I'm talking about when I mean dress code, not like like because Union High School has a dress code of like straps have to be right. however thick or whatever. So I saw you if shake I, your head. So you had an initial thought of what he I, said. I can't. Uniforms, I hate khakis. I hate plaid. Like, I just, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, a fa- it's just a fashion thing for I, you? No. Well, and it's a comfort thing. Like, yeah. I want to wear my leggings. So some some listed pros, though, are um, uh, safety with, like, sexual assault yeah. and then um, order of less distraction in the classroom. And then the cons would be freedom of expression. Uh, cost if like the public schools had to implement something like that that would you'd have to provide uniforms to the students so i don't know Dylan, what do you think well i see the i see the pros where everybody is dressed the same so there wouldn't be kids who would get made fun of for the quality of the clothes that they're wearing but there's so. a big difference between like tommy hilfiger khakis and walmart khakis and kids will still make fun of you for that that's true and then like i've also heard that certain um uh, like religious grade schools let you have like a little bit of like maybe your shoes can be yeah. different or like you can wear different socks and then they make fun of that, that yeah. leads to issues because it's the only thing that's different so i don't know um i i think in public school systems you shouldn't have a dress code personally shouldn't you shouldn't yeah how do you think it compares though to like i would say i'm gonna go with majority of um work fields have a dress code like I'm, i'll be wearing scrubs jill what, what's is it depends is, is the dress code for pd and then like khakis and a it's polo? like business casual if you no, <laughs> i will not work at a place that makes me wear khakis and a polo okay. i won't do it and but like even like mcdonald's or um you know burger king they have the uniform yeah i understand that like you need to especially like you need to be dressed to a certain like standard mm-hmm. however i do think that dress codes definitely um are a lot more lenient for guys and a lot less for girls because a lot of the things that girls wear doesn't matter what it is are constru- construed as you know provocative Dylan, what do you do you <laughs> let's get into it uh what do you think can the way that girls are dressed at school be distracting okay so this uh, this was my thought is yeah. that I always hated how it was, like, on the girls. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you wore that. All the boys are distracted. It's like, well, that's kind of on the boys in a way. Like, I get it to a certain extent. Like, you can't be, like, showing certain things, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you – some girls have a body that's just going to be there. And it's like – My ass hangs out most of the time. (laughs) So it's like – I can't help it. Like, I don't know. I mean – I get it. To a certain point, like yeah, you have to have certain policies in place. Like you can't be wearing like a no. like a tube top yeah, to I school. Agree. Like, I agree. But, but at the same time, uh, some of that's like a maturity thing yeah. where it's like you just got to get over it. Like, well, let's expect more out of our boys too. Like, yeah. are you animals? I don't. Understand. Well, the problem is, is that they're not educated by their parents on how to yeah. treat the opposite sex. Yeah. Or their parents are showing them a bad example of how to treat the opposite sex. Yeah. So. That's true. I do think culturally, though. Um, girls are just inclined to wear less. Like it's kind of hard to to compare a little bit because you're never going to see me in shorts that my no. ass can hang out of well, because they go to at least my knee. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is like there's a rule at a lot of places that your shorts have to reach your fingertips. Do you oh. know how many pairs of shorts I own that reach my fingertips? I would say probably none, none. since you're tall. None. So it's just based on your body shape, is what yeah. you're saying, and like how yeah. long your legs are, yeah. or how long your arms are. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of weird too. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't I don't think that I don't think that you should like discriminate against the girls in a way just based on the fashion choices they're making. Kids home because they're yeah. Yeah. I know. That's a tough line to walk, though. It is. Well, and then you get to college, and there's girls running around in tube tops and yeah, right, body con skirts. So yeah, that's true. It's definitely true. rated R on college campuses with yeah. some some of the things that people wear. Yeah, but I guess the reason that you're able to do that is because everybody's paying for their education at that point, and it's like, I guess to a certain extent, it's like you have to be able to control yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And once you're in college, for the love of God, if you can't control yourself around the opposite sex and like you have to sexually harass them because of the way they look like you're an idiot like i don't know true i also think that for kids to be able to express themselves i I think for some kids it's like all they have is to be able Mm -hmm. to wear the kind of clothes that Mm -hmm. they want and what it says about them i don't know yeah i don't know but everyone i know who wore uniforms loved them which i think is interesting i was gonna say I didn't hate my, my Crosspoint uniform experience. Do you think that it was also like a convenience thing where you're like, what am I going to wear today? The For same sure. thing I wear every other day. <laughs> I experienced that at work because we just wear black scrubs. Like, we don't mm-hmm. even get to choose, like, the color. different colors, yeah. really. It's pretty yeah. much all black. I'm just like, I don't have to worry about it when I wake up. Yeah. I'm going to wear my black clothes. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Just, just to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, when it comes to college, I was thinking about this. A lot of, a lot of schools have blended courses now. Or strictly all online classes, which I feel like that's trending upwards. Like, it's mm-hmm. becoming more and more popular. Do you think that we'd ever get to a point... I know there are strictly all online colleges, but do you think, like, your traditional university will ever gear more towards being online or no. less in-classroom stuff? You don't think I so? I don't think so. I also don't think so. Why, why do you think that? I'll let Joe go first. Um, <laughs> all of my classes since third year have been extremely hands-on mm-hmm. and very lecture based and all of my professors hate doing online lectures so yeah oh, okay for me i'm a double major and so my my nursing major is like my primary goal or whatever but i'm a psychology major as well so i needed a lot of extra psych credit so i was taking classes like uh i took child psychology online cognitive psychology online and there are a lot of times the online courses are condensed for whatever reason i don't They're really know why courses. into eight weeks mm-hmm. so half the semester but it's the same amount of credits. And I'll be honest, I didn't learn as much in my online classes. And it's not that I didn't learn anything, but it's definitely like what I would have learned in that same class hands-on would have been way more. Yeah. And that's why I was taking them online is because I didn't require a lot of effort on my part and I picked up my credit hours. So do you think that just being in a classroom kind of forces you to absorb more of the the content or like more of what they're talking about just because you're there physically and like you have to do it? As opposed to when it's online, you're kind of doing it at your own pace and yeah. doing it on your it's own. Yeah, it's more on you when it's online. Like you have to be motivated to learn, and if you're not, which I'm not always motivated to learn, you're not right. going to. Yeah, I think in class, like she was saying, a lot of hers are like hands-on skills. You can just do so much more in class. And all, all my online classes would have a discussion portion, where you would post an original repl- original reply to some kind of prompt mm-hmm. or thought mm-hmm. and then you were supposed to reply on two other people's i hated that i still hate that's those. so yeah. that's so dumb it's like who ca- like i don't care what they're writing right so like judge we, what i'm writing we, you know? we write like bullshit statements of, mm-hmm. well, i totally agreed with what I you know. had put there and it's like don't even so know what we're forced yeah. it's so forced you're like i hate this but i have to do it so i'm gonna put the bare minimum to you know yeah and i still think it's crazy that 
Because um, if I would have took cognitive psych in class, I would have taken it for 16 weeks, and I took it in eight yeah. online, where I can do less and I'm less motivated to learn. So, an eight-week course compared to a 16-week course, do you think that it's wrong that... Like, you don't get as much knowledge, but you also still get the credit for that class. It's like someone who has a degree and they've had all in, you know, all in-class classes. And then there's somebody who took a lot of online courses. Are they as well qualified as you? I think it depends on what your degree is. Like, as a physical therapist, if you did all online, there's no way. Yeah. And I'm sure for nursing, it's the same way. If it's all online. Yeah, and I think it depends on the student, too, because, like, I'm... I will have a bachelor's degree in psychology, but I guarantee you the person who just majored in psychology and went to all in-class classes probably knows way more than I do, has a better grasp of the concepts, Mm -hmm. and that's because the majority of my psychology education was online. Does your psych have a research requirement, too? Yep, I'm in that now. Nice. (laughs) It's awful. Did you have to do that for Um, PT? We're currently... In a research? Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's my my class is kind of lax. It's not too bad. We had to do, um, you know, a big study and mm-hmm. run the statistical analysis. And it's kind of crazy when I talk about it, but I found significant results. Ooh, what was your study? Uh, I looked at how appearance can affect patients' perception of a oh. nurse and their ability and um, I trustworthiness. I remember now. Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and I found that the mo- I looked at all kinds of different things like uh, race, ethnicity, age, gender. Um, tattoos slash like weird things like big piercings or crazy hair and then um, an overweight or unfit versus like a hygienic and fit person and the biggest um, one that had the major impact was being overweight or unfit I, that's my biggest bias Yeah, I know that for a fact as a nurse <laughs> kind of makes sense it's like well if you see somebody who's really healthy in the health field that just mm-hmm. I mean it, to me it's like they know more about health you know what i mean they're a healthier person so it makes sense and also interesting interesting to me the one that looked like it had the least effect was race and race and ethnicity for as much as you hear as racist as you know america is today doesn't seem to be the case at least in the healthcare i mean but what kind of people like participated in? i was gonna say what was the age mostly college kids you're not gonna see as much but if you have an older more rural population you're gonna see a little bit more i think that our generation is so much more open oh absolutely to everything now absolutely it's like we're like this is, everybody's just a person like i don't understand why you have to see them as being black or white you know it's like we don't even see that anymore true what about homework that's kind of a thing i had at the end of my sheet here mm-hmm. um is it necessary is it help because we talked about how kids aren't prepared for college so is homework not doing its job is there something better they could be doing is homework actually like making them, them not prepared? Because Jill, I don't have a lot of homework other than studying in college. I don't know what yeah, your experience is. Yeah, we don't. Is. We do a lot of like projects and stuff, but I wouldn't say we have homework. Like right, we don't like turn you, in. you have a presentation yeah. or a video to make or we or have a paper to write. Like we have a patient day and then we have to do a write up on yeah. whatever. But never like a worksheet. No, or no, no, no. Problems out of the back of the book. I think at the high school level, it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of homework that they have, that kids have. Because here's the other thing: those teachers aren't getting with each other and saying oh how much homework are you giving tonight or how yeah. much so there would be like some nights especially for athletes this is what comes to my mind yeah it's where you have a game that mm-hmm. night or and you have homework due the next day yeah yep. you have to travel and it's like my my uh brother-in-law is the uh head coach of the soccer team in union 
and um, he was telling me the story about one of his players who had homework to do, and he got home at like midnight yeah. from a game, and he yeah. still had to do homework. Well, That's I remember like, many nights, me and my dad would stay up after basketball games if I was, you know, an hour away, and it would be midnight, and yeah. we'd be doing homework. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And then, what you're doing is you're cutting into the time that that kid should be getting some sleep yeah. that would help them with their education. Exactly. It's like, we're just in a circle, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. I would see for me. I didn't do a lot of. I didn't do any sports really. Um, I was on the swim team in the summer, but no high school sports, so I didn't have that issue. I was just pissed off. Like I'd gotten yeah. up at six, seven to go to school from eight to three, in, uh, yeah. and then I go home. Yeah, and, and I'm they still in freaking school. Because why can't you get? Yeah, why can't you get the work done in class? Why do I then need to go home and do more? I think that so. That's, I didn't do it. Yeah. I, had a, I graduated with a two point seven. Yeah, I think that that says a lot about our education system right there. Is that we're not? You have eight hours in a day. And you're not doing all the work that time you need to do? Time is not utilized no. well at all in high school, in my opinion. I spent a lot of time sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Or just, and it's almost like they felt like they had to fulfill that time. Yeah. And then... And they give you some like bullshit there were, yeah, they homework would, assignment that doesn't Some kind of classwork, and then on top of that, you have your homework. It's yeah. like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. And I feel like there are teachers, especially at the high school level, who are just there kind of like filling it filling a chair where they're like oh here's the worksheet for today there are a lot of teachers figure it out and what is do the, it what is the teacher doing the whole time yeah is that what you're saying yeah that's what yeah. The, i mean it's like i think that there's what's a shame about our education system to me is that teachers don't get paid a lot of money no so there's that's not the a, biggest issue in my opinion yeah there's not a lot of incentive for no. them to do a good job people don't typically yeah. go into education because it's like i could go do this and exactly. make three times as much and, I mean, why do you think I didn't go into education? I think that our teachers are way underpaid and undervalued. And Undervalued is a big one. Educating the youth is such an important job. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we not putting yeah. more emphasis on that and I paying them more money? It's the culture. I think the school system is reflective of us as a culture. Because in my personal opinion and experience was the athletes were so much more valued than someone who is the top of their class. I 100% agree. And I want to add... And this is something that, like, statewide, like, they had people come in to Union High School in the Union School District, and they found, and this is what they told them officially, they don't put, they don't give the good kids, the kids who always do what they're supposed to do and get good grades, enough affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, they focus more on the bad kids, right. which I don't think that's how it should be. You should show that the people who are excelling, those are the ones who are, you know, yeah. all over the place. But I think it like it kind of points to our culture in in the modern world is the people who play kids games make millions and millions of bajillions of dollars to play you know what is some people's like hobby or pastime yeah and then your teachers who are educating the the youth who are going to be our leaders and and workers to get paid I I wouldn't even know what the fraction of the percentage would be compared to a professional athlete. Also, I think it's kind of strange that we only look at certain jobs and fields with a positive view and it's like oh you want to be a doctor or a lawyer that's Mm -hmm. awesome you should totally go do that but then there's some kids who love art or maybe they're really funny and they want to be a stand-up comedian or something like that and i think there are a lot of teachers out there that are like this isn't what you want to do that's that you shouldn't follow that you should find something secure you should go into this field and it's like you're killing you're you know it's kind of like you're putting everybody in a box and you're kind of killing some of the like you're almost like suppressing the dreams of those kids in a way we just have a skewed view of success in this country yeah if you're not making a lot of money you're not successful right 
I never really thought about Dylan, but that's interesting. I was lucky enough to, like, I always knew I was going to go into something science-based. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever we were, like, in classes, the majority of my education was focused on what I was going to do in college, and we talked about, like, what I planned on doing anyways. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, there's this girl who is a grader to younger than me, and she's been putting a lot of her artwork. She's in Kansas City going to art school right now, and she's a fantastic artist. And I wonder what her experience was like. It'd be interesting to talk to her to have that kind of a dream mm-hmm. in your you know, there's like one class yeah. you can take that, that yeah. matches that dream, exactly. and it's considered like an extra. Isn't that you're right? So that's that's mm-hmm. her field. That's mm-hmm. what she loves. That's mm-hmm. her passion. Yeah. And you spend one hour a day a day yeah. doing that, and oh. all that other yeah. stuff she doesn't need it as much. Yeah. Another My, girl oh. that sorry, Joe. <laughs> Another girl. Uh, this is kind of crazy. The more I think about it, uh, she's going to school for dance, and mm-hmm. there's no classes yes. for dance yeah. in high school. Yep. There's a, a drill team. Is like the closest. Are you yeah. dance outside of school? Right. Yeah, I feel like there's so many dreams that aren't getting pushed. Yeah. Yep. My cousin is a vocal performance major, and she's amazing. And every time she tells people what she's going to do, she always has to preface it by saying, "I know I'm not going to make any money, and I'm probably going to be poor the rest of my life." Because that's what everyone says. Isn't that horrible that she even has to think that or yeah, has right. to say that? Mm-hmm. That's awful. Um, another thought I had, as far as the teachers go, have you ever had a teacher who was? At the high school level, I would say there for a very long time and not very into what they were doing. Or at the college level where they had tenure and they just didn't give a shit anymore. Yes. Have you had experiences with but both But I'm those not going to name any names or no. say anything. Cause. <laughs> college level, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because I'm more aware of what I need for my education. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was happening in high school. But there's professors who are there mm-hmm. simply because they've always been there. And they've kind of, I don't know if they've lost a passion or they weren't really ever qualified and they were lucky enough to get tenure. Do you find that in your nursing classes, though? Because oh, I yeah. find all my PT professors, like, love what they do and love teaching. And all, like, they have PhDs because they wanted to be teachers. Like, but, they love and, it. And they happen to be qualified and they're good teachers, too. Oh, they're f- most of our PT professors are amazing. See, we have a lot of nursing uh, professors who... Uh, like there's one she has a doctorate in nursing so obviously clearly she's educationally qualified terrible teacher and I don't she's been there forever and it's like she's so lax with her classes that we learn nothing anyways I wouldn't say that any of mine are terrible but they definitely they're not all created equal and I don't necessarily learn as well from all of them but I would never say that they're not a good teacher because they all know so much oh I've ripped up so many nursing instructors in my course evals and I think that at the high school level what we need to do is pay the good teachers more money and evaluate well, them. We need to reward them somehow. Yeah, or, Otherwise, they're not going to stay. Or just have a better evaluation system and go, oh, you're a shitty teacher. Like, you're not doing a good exactly. job. It's I've like, why can't you either make them do a good job or go do a different My field? My thing is, you know a bad teacher is a bad teacher well before they get tenure. Because people talk shit on tenure all the time. Tenure is a good thing. The issue is when you know someone's a bad teacher and you don't get rid of them. Because you can see pretty early on. Right, it doesn't because it takes a while to get tenure. It doesn't take very long no. to prove yourself not worthy. Of exactly, your exactly. That's what you're saying. Whenever I was in high school, <laughs> I'm not gonna get really specific, but there was a teacher. I was like, "How are you a teacher? Like you're just an asshole. Like you're not nice. You're not polite with the students. You act like you're you know everything, and you're not really teaching everyone. And you're very condescending. It's like that alone, like your ego. I'm pretty sure you I know should, what you're talking you about. Be, well, they got fired a couple years later, and it's like, well, that should have happened. Before I was in school. It's like they should have never been teaching there. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, who have a passion for their career field, like maybe they're an excellent physicist if they're teaching physics or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're just shitty teachers and they don't care about kids. That happens a lot in those kinds of classes. Yeah. yeah, What about those teachers that are really well qualified, but they don't have good personal skills and they just 
You they see can't those relay that to. They can't take their knowledge and get it to the students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe you shouldn't have been a teacher. I don't know. I see. I see that all the time. And whenever I was going to school for for criminal yeah. justice, it's like there were there were kids in those classes, and I was like, just based on how you act, you shouldn't be in this field. What's interesting is I'm pretty sure, and an education major would have to to back me up, but I think like, so I have a bachelor's in psych. I think I could teach high school level psych. I would just need to- You're not allowed to though. You don't have a teaching degree. But can't you get like a certificate even without a degree in education? Uh, I think you're supposed to be a certified teacher to teach at a public school. There's different rules for private schools. But a certification, right? But like, I don't have to go to- uh, You have to get a secondary degree, I think. Oh, do you? I think so. See, I don't know. I've had a lot like- one of my best nursing clinical instructors has um, a, uh, a master's in educa- nursing education, and she's been the best teacher I've had. Yeah. And then, like, so at least on a college level, you have these um, college-level professors who are are teaching, and they might know their stuff, but they never learned how to teach is what I'm trying to say. That does happen a lot, and you see that a lot, like... And Maryville isn't probably even the worst one, but at, like, a bigger university, my dad, for example, got his degree in engineering from Iowa State, which is a research-based institution. So all of his preliminary science courses were taught by people who do research, who did not want to teach. Right. A lot of people do go into college education not actually wanting to teach, but to wanting to research. further research. Yep. So very true. Yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to throw out there is I feel like we kind of bash teachers a little bit, and I don't want it to sound like teachers. that. Yeah, me too. So I... I had teachers that taught me things that weren't class related, mm-hmm. that were like life, life skill skills, related. Character development. I, I had one teacher in particular, Mrs. Bergerman at the at the middle school. I love to turn Tina. My she's the best. <laughs> she she had an impact on me that just went so much beyond my education where she made me grow as a person and it's like you you cannot value like those teachers that change your life like that and help you like get out of a shell or like teach you those life skills like that is so you can't pay that lady enough money yeah tina if you're if you're out there i'll tell, I'll tell i don't you know listen, don't worry what, I'll do, give her what do you think quarter milli a year something like that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know she deserves whatever she's making and so much more and it's like we we don't we we don't have enough emphasis like on what like our good teachers like no i we, agree they aren't rewarded enough mm-hmm. and the ones that aren't good teachers, you got there's I don't know something's got to be done about that. I feel like I so did you ever have my mom? No, I didn't. I never so had her as a teacher. I've always heard she was a great teacher. Mm-hmm. I I never had her either, but that's what everyone told me. Her last several years of teaching, um, there was a lot of push for her to retire, which I always found interesting because she was a good teacher and she consistently did mm-hmm. well with her students. Yeah. But it was because she was the highest paid teacher in the district, oh. so they could pay two new teachers the same salary that she was getting paid which is interesting to me because quality or quantity like yeah she had 33 years of experience wow people liked her yeah so that's kind of like a just a education funding issue it mm-hmm. sounds like to me just with our school district mm-hmm. mm. yeah so that's that's not that's so basically what you're saying is they don't want those good teachers they just want to keep rolling over and having yeah. Wow, that's that's horrible. We can't you can't cut costs on the education. I agree. You know, my favorite of- my favorite yeah. part of graduating, and I don't know, I I just was so angry with my experience in in school in general. So I don't want to sound like the negative Nelly or who hates everyone. But it was so funny to me that you you know you worked so hard to graduate or didn't work hard to graduate. Either way, 
on the stage is like 10 people that you have never heard of or seen before. Yes. And they all want to shake your hand and I like pat you on that. the back like they were responsible yes. for whatever yeah. just took place. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know who you are. I'm like, I'll shake my teacher's I, hand who's right. up here, my principal who I've talked to. Yeah. Like, who are you? On that topic, I, when I graduated, I did graduate valedictorian. All these people were shaking my hands and I'm like, I've never seen you before. Right. I've been to all the board meetings because my mom's a teacher. Like, I've done all this stuff. I don't even know who you are. But the good news is, I was at, I'm at the high school every once in a while because I sub. Steve Weinhold is there all the time. He's the new superintendent, and I think that's great that people actually know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is awesome. Yeah. Because it, it, for Union specifically, the the administrative building was right across yeah. the street. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be one thing if you were in a different part of town. Yeah. It'd be hard to make an appearance in the schools, yeah. but literally you could walk to the school. Yeah. Okay. Come to make the games. Appearance. Come to lots of things. So speaking of superintendents, the, the thought kind of popped in my head. Do you think there's a misallocation of resources? 100%. And we're paying, uh, you know, those people that don't interact with the kids at all way more money? 100%. Yeah. So they're like, Union has a superintendent and he has a lot of assistants. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say like five, six, seven assistants. And they're all probably making and six they're, figures. They're making six figures. Yeah. And we can't afford to pay teachers more i was gonna say what's what like an average doing? what's an average like te- like a starting, starting out teacher like salary 33 ish i think i could be wrong yeah. but i think that's what it is so you're paying a superintendent three times and a lot salary. of them like they just don't add anything to the experience yeah like maybe they should rethink that and they should have less people at the superintendent level and yeah. doing those administrative got jobs and well, because what are they doing? Well, I feel right. like a lot of decisions and um, game changing stuff kind of comes from the ground up, anyways. It's absolutely. teachers who see an issue and absolutely push it up the ladder, and right. maybe that the top, you know, makes the decision. Like, yeah, we'll approve this or whatever. But it's the people yeah. who are on the front lines who have the ideas and are pushing forward. Well, they're doing the hard work. Like being a teacher is really hard. Like I've subbed for a few years now. It's so hard. And just the fact that they have a four-year degree and they only make $33,000 a year or whatever is ridiculous. I think back to when I was in school and the really good teachers that I had, I wish that I had the emotional intelligence at the time to tell them how good of a job they were doing and how much I appreciated them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I did that. And I don't think a lot of students do that. Yeah. Yeah. For and me, it was Mr. Shelton. Did you, I was love I, Mr. Yes. Shelton. <laughs> yeah. See? It's, it's very clear. And, I yeah. hated school, but... I, like He's I had the a, nicest I had guy. his chemistry seventh hour, and mm-hmm. like I didn't feel like I was at school, you know and I was still able to learn. Mr. Shelton, I thought he was great. I learned a lot from him, but I just remember my classmates saying how horrible of a teacher he was, and I was just like, well, maybe if you would listen to what he's saying, right. yeah, you would get it. And yeah. in my experience at Union, the the kids kind of decide whether or not that they're going to learn, and yeah. if they're going to, yeah. and that's fine. But don't hate on good teachers if you're. So people do that all the time, or even in college. Here's my thought. So I had a professor at ECC who everybody hated. Mm-hmm. And guess why? Because They're he hard. was strict and he was hard. But guess what? I loved having him as a teacher. Yeah. Like he taught me so much stuff and I was engaged. And the thing that people didn't like was he demanded that you were engaged in the conversation mm-hmm. in the class. Oh yeah. And I get that some people have a problem communicating mm-hmm. and talking out loud in front of class clearly i don't have that problem <laughs> but i mean he demanded more and there were people who were so down on him for that and it's like you realize he's one of the best teachers yeah. this school best professors that this yeah. school has and he's actually giving you a quality education yeah i had a physics professor physics is hard everyone knows that 
and people just bitched about this professor. And yeah, she was a hard ass. And if you weren't listening, she was going to call you out. Right. But I will say, like, I learned physics really well. And she knew how to teach. She knew how to write a test so that the correct number of people would pass and fail. Mm -hmm. And people just couldn't get the fact that she was there to help us learn, right. not to hold our hands and yeah. give us an A. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, so, like, with Mr. Sheldon, as an example, you were like, a lot of people didn't like him. Well, guess what? You sh <laughs> he dema he deba demanded oh, yeah. more of you. You know, he wasn't one of those easy teachers no, that was just going to phone it in. Yeah. Like, and those have been my yeah. favorite teachers, personally. Like, mm -hmm. did you ever have Miss um, Saunders? Did um, you ever have her? Because she taught, like, history uh, and stuff. And she expected a lot of you, but she was a great teacher. Mrs. Saunders. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I had her. And I really liked her. Same yeah. thing with Josh Hall. Yeah, I had him yeah. as well. Really, all phenomenal teachers. Mm -hmm. And there's there's so many good teachers out there. I Absolutely. thought Phyllis Fink was a good one. I love Mama Fink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I read Fink. What's crazy did is Did you not take Algebra 2? My mom had Fink. I took Algebra 2. I, like I had Davidson. Had had I had Davidson oh, for I Algebra 2. I forgot she was there still. I'm an old man, so I was Davidson in school like 20 years too. before you guys. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did anyone here have Mr. K? Because I loved him. For no. Mr. Kushiak? One of my favorite teachers. Same. And yeah. Same. I absolutely enjoyed And he being definitely, like, even though I was never going to be an artist, he still really, like, encouraged that part of me mm -hmm. to, like, explore my artistic side. Yeah. I always hated the students who were mean to, like, the really nice teachers me and took advantage too. of them. It's like, you are such an asshole. Like, like they're just here to do their job. Right. Like, why yeah. are you being an ass? Yeah. yeah. I wish at the time I would have been, like... Like, shut up? Like, yeah, or, <laughs> like, after class, as soon as it... Like, not mm -hmm. during class to disturb anything or, like, get in trouble, but after class to be like, you're a freaking dick. Like, yeah. why are you being... But, like, I feel like nobody at the high school level really thinks about that at the time. No. You're just kind of there. Well, you don't want to stir the pot. Yeah, You don't want to piss someone off. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. yeah. That's kind of something we hadn't hit on, and I don't know if we need to or not, but there's kind of, I thought, like, this... There's, like, two realities that are, like, occurring in high school, for sure, and even elementary school. It's, like, you know, you have your, like, your classes and stuff, but there's also, like, the, the hierarchy that's decided by the, the kids who are there at the time, and yeah. it's, like, you don't go outside of the, the status quo if you don't want to be beat up or made fun of or all that. It's yeah, not as simple as it, school's not as simple as attending class and sitting no, in class not. and learning. There's is, so many. Is what you're saying? There's a lot of students out there that are afraid to say something to the other students because they don't want to go. Oh, you're a goody goody, or oh, you're a teacher's pet, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely have experienced that. I mean, I was on a lot of teams, and I spent a lot of time getting bullied on said teams because I was afraid if I said something, mm -hmm. it would negatively impact me. Right. Playing that sport. Yeah. I think I just broke something <laughs> right into. I don't know what just happened. Hopefully that doesn't fall over. Any Anything else? You guys have anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we hit a lot of... I thought this was a great conversation. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, the socials. Um, to reach us with comments about what we're doing, how horrible we are at this. Oh, it, by the way... Um, if you if you watch the YouTube videos and Are you, you them out? and you don't like it, is that my alarm going off? Unprofessional. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, Maybe this is why they disliked him. Yeah, they're like that guy's alarm keeps going up now. So there was somebody who disliked um, one of or multiple 
YouTube videos, and that's fine. But um, I would love some um, criticism. Yeah, just leave a comment. Tell us why you don't like it. If you just hate us, because whatever, let, let us know. Or maybe there's something we could change to make it better. And I noticed last time the dislike came within an hour of like posting the video. Wow. So it was like they're following whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. They're not. I don't think they found us on accident. Well. Just tell us what it is you don't like. Is it Do we quality? get a view if they dislike it? Like, if they're getting on the video and disliking it, does that mean we get a view? Yeah, it's still a view. Keep disliking it. That's perfectly fine. Just keep getting that view count up. We love it. So. No, I just really want to hear from you, whoever you are. Just say yeah, what sure. it is. Send me an email if you're too afraid to comment on the video because you are you know, you know just make don't a, want to put it out there. Make a fake email that's like sure. YouTube Disliker 1023, yeah. and that like could be you. Dylan and Nick Hater 105, <laughs> like whatever. I don't care. But uh, uh, the email is open.discourseod at gmail.com if you want to reach us with any any thoughts or concerns. That was so perfect. I, I've been practicing <laughs> remembering the email. I want to shout out. We're in need of guest hosts, um, and we're going to have some repeat guests on because you know, they're adamant and they want to get back on here and talk some more. Mm-hmm. But we just want to reach as many people as possible and get as many perspectives as possible. Um, had a lot of family and friends, and I would love to branch out. And if you're just an acquaintance and you like to talk, send us a message. We'll give you some coffee. We, yeah. Have a discussion. <laughs> we have free coffee. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love to get somebody on here that feels very, very strongly on one side of an opinion. You know, no matter what it, what the subject is, if you feel really, really strongly one way about something, come on here and we'll debate it or we'll, you know, kind of play the devil's advocate to however you feel about the subject. So. Right. Uh, thanks, Jill, for coming on yeah, today. No problem. Talking. Thanks awesome. for having me on. Thank you. Probably have you again, again sometime. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much, guys.